0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDT. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Businesses across Michigan have been suffering mightily throughout the pandemic, but there's at least one industry in Michigan that's reaching new highs. Recreational marijuana sales have been skyrocketing a year into Michigan's legalized pot market. Between December 1st of last year and November 22nd of this year, the industry has sold over $400 million worth of marijuana to recreational consumers. And medical marijuana sales have also been on the rise. So what explains this big boom? Here to explain is Crane's Detroit Business economic reporter Dustin Walsh. Dustin, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Stephen. So $400 million uh, in just under a calendar year. I'm not sure that was what we expected uh, from uh, the legalization of uh, recreational marijuana, but but refresh my memory: is this is this a larger boom than was expected?
1: Well, um, I think when you add in the the, the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, there's no other answer than yes. Mm. Um, the you know the smooth rollout, uh, despite maybe some rocky beginnings, um, it's gone really really smoothly. Uh, and as you can see by the sales, people are embracing um, buying marijuana in the legal market. So, you know, I think that it's hard to ignore that that it hasn't gone smoothly, and that uh, you know we're we're certainly reaping the the rewards of a new industry.
0: Yeah, uh, you wrote over the summer that sales figures appear to indicate that uh, cannabis consumers value rolling papers as much as toilet paper during the pandemic. Talk about the demand. For cannabis and related prod <laughs> products during the during the pandemic, what is it about the pandemic that is driving all of this?
1: Well, I think you know, for a lot of users, one you're you're you know you're working from home. Um, mm-hmm. At least uh, you know the office workers are working from home, which uh, provides you with maybe a little more free time to do what you want, or, or or maybe even work under the influence if you can pull that off. Depending on your job, ask any uh, program coder, uh, and uh, they're they're probably uh, using it while they're home. Um, you know, and I, and I think also, you know, it helped that we, we, we had federal stimulus checks that came in, um, you know, dur- during late April, um, right before 420, you know, the, the big holiday for, for recreational marijuana users. Um, and it really kind of surged from there. And then really the, the other aspect is that more and more uh, available outlets were coming online uh, throughout the year. Um, you know, it started off with only a few stores in Ann Arbor, if you remember back in December 1st last year. Uh, the long lines outside of, I think like there was only six stores open, you know, now we're uh, over a hundred stores open uh, across the state. So people have more access and um, you know, uh, old economic theory, but people would rather buy on the the, the legal market. If they can, they'd rather do this, the easier, uh, smarter choice than than do the illegal market. And so, um, you know, and there's probably some novelty to it going to a store and stuff, Mm -hmm. but uh, people certainly have, have jumped on board and the demand is, is, is still very high. Um, and, and likely will be high for at least another year.
0: Mm. Uh, so let's talk about this being a new market and growing because of the fact that it is new and whether, I guess, it will stabilize uh, over time. Are we going to be able to expect this kind of growth? And I think that's an important question for the state to be uh, thinking about because of the tax revenue, of course, that is generated by uh, these marijuana sales. I think a lot of people were disappointed by the rate that uh, the the legislature settled on uh, uh, for uh, for taxing marijuana, or I, that might have that may, may actually have been part of the referendum that that rate. But a lot of people thought it was low. Uh, but of course, more sales uh, means more money, and maybe maybe the low rate won't may, make such a, a difference.
1: Yeah, we saw a lot of the kind of the fuddy-duddies, right, uh, of this industry coming out and saying that the taxation was too low. And I, I mean, there's an argument for that, but there's also an argument for um, the taxation being too high and it being, um, you know, it, 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 an impediment to 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 the buyer. Um, you know, if, if I'm paying X amount of taxes and, and the, the product is, is substantially higher... Then I can get on the illicit, illegal market. Why yeah. would I go to the legal market? Right. Um, so I think I think really when you're when you're entering this industry, you're taking a, a black market industry for that's been a black market industry for 100 over 100 years and trying to make it into a legal industry. You have to compete in that way. Um, I, I think if you talk to to most um, economists about this and, and and people that study this, I think the lower taxation was probably the right move um, to bring the industry. To, to what it is. Um, and as far as tax revenue goes long-term, I mean, really the supply constraint on the state is, is from the municipality level. Um, only 84 of the states, you know, over 1,700 municipalities have, have opted in to allow um, adult use recreational sales. So really that's been the limiting factor. Um, as more, more municipalities kind of see what's been going on, you're seeing, you know, Detroit recently uh, joined on, and people are trying to get their ducks in a row, and we'll see more of those come online, um, and that's really what you know will drive that kind of balance between supply and demand over the next you know year or two. Mm. Uh,
0: of course, there were also people who didn't think it was such a great idea to legalize uh, recreational marijuana, and and warned of some real uh, vices that, and downsides that, that would accompany uh, that. Give us a sense of what we know about, uh, about that side of things uh, after a year.
1: So, yeah. So, obviously, the, the big take was that it was going to lead to increases in, in teen use of marijuana. Um, but, but studies have shown, I, I don't have any specific studies to Michigan, but studies have shown across the U.S. as states that have legalized um, that that actually hasn't happened. Um, in some cases it's uh teen use has actually gone down because it's a, it's now a regulated market opposed to um, a more largely black market scenario. Um, so, so there's been no real, real huge downside. I and mean, obviously the biggest complaint, uh, I talked to the state police, I guess this would have been last um, right when sales were kind of taking off in, in January, um, you know, and they said, yeah, we get a lot of complaints, but it's about the smell. So the smell seems to be the number one issue that, that people run into is, is walking by, uh, through a neighborhood or behind a car hmm. or whatever it may be. Um, although I believe smoking in your car is illegal. Um, but, but, you know, it, it, it's that issue, right? It's, it's, there hasn't been any like big outfall outpouring of, of, uh, teen use or, or other negative, uh, impacts that at the least that I'm aware
0: of. Yeah. Uh, what about other products like alcohol, which are in some cases seen as competitors, I guess, to, to recreational marijuana, are we seeing the boom in pot sales take a bite out of revenue for for other things?
1: Well, it's sort of hard to measure because we're in the middle of a pandemic and everyone started drinking more. I was gonna say everyone's
0: um, buying more yeah, alcohol too, <laughs>
1: right? So if we look at the area, so I don't I'm not sure it's a fair comparison, but but clearly the answer from you know at least if we count the pandemic, the answer is no. I mean, alcohol sales have been up during the pandemic as as is marijuana sales. So. Uh, I don't think there's been any complaints there, and, and as the market continues to mature, um, and particularly if it goes uh, legally or legal federally, you're going to see a lot of that crossover. Yeah. Um, all of the all of the alcohol uh, companies are waiting in the wings to to enter the market, creating you know uh, cannabis infused drinks, um, etc. Um, <laughs> so you're going to see a lot of that crossover. So I don't I think if you play in the in the kind of the the quote unquote sin market. You know the the competition is 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 really just uh, you know adding to your runway.
0: Yeah, Uh, I also wonder. One of the real concerns was that if you legalize recreational marijuana, uh, but don't change employment policies and things like that, you would end up with another set of problems, which is that people are not breaking the law. Uh, by indulging, uh, but they're disqualifying themselves for certain kinds of employment or maybe losing losing jobs. Do we know yet uh, how the interplay between those two things is, is working?
1: Sure. so if you talk to I mean certain industries, obviously if you're driving a high low, certain I- things like that in, into construction, those industries have a very you know, low tolerance for this as they mm-hmm. do with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy to test somebody or to see if somebody is, is inebriated on alcohol immediately. Unfortunately, the science hasn't caught up with the marijuana space. So you can take a test, but it doesn't say that you're high right now. Um, I think that's only a matter of time. and if you talk to people in the industries, they believe it's only a matter of time before that kind of testing is created um, because they the basically the industry needs it. you know, industry itself needs it um, to be able to tell whether whether an employee is is, is under the influence of marijuana. If, uh, if you talk to manufacturers, particularly, they will say, yes, we have a lot more people testing positive for marijuana. Um, and they're having to sort of talk to their HR, talk to their legal st- staff and try to figure out how they're doing it. Uh, I would argue the smart ones are adjusting. Um, the smart ones you see are giving kind of a, a once and done thing. Um, you know, uh, we, you tested positive, we'll still hire you, but if you test positive again, or you make a mistake, you're out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they're having to adjust because simply there's not enough workers in the workforce, uh, mm-hmm. or hasn't been historically. And, um, you know, it's still the case, even with high unemployment right now, that that, that manufacturers are struggling to find employees. Um, so they're sort of having to look the other way. I think if you go to the office jobs, um, they're sort of just, just you know, whatever. We're not going to test it anymore. And if we are going to test, we don't care, yeah. um, you know, depending on the job.
0: And, and where are we with the expungement issue? I mean, it, it's great that people are being able to do this now without fearing criminal consequence, but for a long time they did. Uh, and a lot of people think that uh, we, ought to, we ought to make that easier for people who were affected by that. Uh, where, where, where do we stand with that in Michigan right now?
1: So I believe if I'm, it's, it's, there's, it's a small number. I think it has to be, if it was possession of a small amount of marijuana, it gets expunged. Um, it's sort of going back and forth and I'm not sure where it's left off. I haven't looked into that as I kind of covered the economic side and not the, um, the criminal aspect of it. Um, really what, what's, what people are trying to focus on, at least the regulators in the state are making sure that um, sort of the, the racial justice and the, and the equality is in, um, you know, people that have been negatively impacted by those marijuana laws to be able to participate in the industry. Um, that so far hasn't quite uh, turned into a positive thing yet. Mm. Uh, the state has its own program. Uh, I forget how many hundreds of people applied to that program. The state was only able to, through its own you know set of laws and rules, was only able to bring eight of those people um, to full licensure for a, a marijuana, uh, business. Yeah. Um, so the state is having to figure out how to adjust that. Obviously the city of Detroit, you saw what yes. they did. Yes. Um, so, you know, they're taking some time. As well.
0: Okay. Dustin Walsh of Cranes Detroit business. Great to have you with us for this uh, segment. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks. Steve going to do it for us today i'll be back tomorrow when congresswoman haley stevens will stop by and then i'll catch up with politico's chief political correspondent tim alberta this is 1019 wdet detroit's npr station your connection to news music and conversation we'll talk again tomorrow